Hello and welcome to my new podcast. The reason I started this project is because I want to be of more service to my audience directly. What that means is that each episode, I want a member of my audience, you, to be a guest on my podcast and we can talk about anything you want that you believe I can help you with. These are basically free coaching calls. We can talk about anything the guest wants as long as he believes that I'm competent in that field. And of course, the reason the coaching calls are recorded is so you can listen to them and benefit from the same information. Now, if you want to be a guest on my podcast, you can. Follow me on Instagram and look for the post where I announce that I'm looking for a new guest. If you fit the podcast requirements, linked in my Instagram bio, you have to read the podcast requirements and you are available at the time I'll be recording the podcast, comment on the picture saying you want to be a guest. After 24 hours, I randomly choose someone from the comments to be the next guest. If that happens to be you, you get to be on this podcast. My guest for this episode is Thiago. He was born and raised in Brazil and now lives in Chicago where he works as a computer engineer. Apart from his job, Thiago has a few side projects as a musician. He wanted to talk to me about how he could provide value to people through his music and eventually earn money by doing that. We discussed how you can build an audience online, how to stay motivated in the beginning when your business grows very slowly, how to handle criticism, and how to be comfortable exposing your life on social media. This was really fun to record and I thought it was a great talk, and I hope you will get value out of it. Thiago, what can I help you with? What is your first question? Sure, of course. Um, well, as I already mentioned in the beginning, um, I heard something from Tony Robbins um, two weeks ago that really like stuck with me. And that was like the only way that you can build um, something meaningful or like in terms of money, build like wealth is if you um, exchange value with people. Right. And, and I started thinking about it and I was like, in fitness, that's very like straightforward. Right. Like you, for example, you are providing uh, people a way of reaching what what they already want and then you translate that to other areas and it's a little bit more complicated uh, in my opinion for example how am i going to help someone for example i have a rock band how am i how am i gonna help someone to like how am i going to deliver value to a person that is listening to my music right my question to you is like how would you like if you had a different set of skills for example if you were a musician or if you had um if you knew how to speak like three more languages or if you had like a different set of skills right now if you could have it how would you pack it in terms of like delivering value to like different audiences all right um i think that uh, many musicians play music because they really like it and they really want to have their own style and not create music that they hate for a financial reason. Yeah, I, had, I had the opportunity of doing that and I didn't because I love playing rock. So <laughs> that's already like my, my first main thing. But yes, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that many, many musicians can make music by doing something that they don't like. I think the, the challenge is uh, is to combine doing something that you love that also brings you money at the same time. And uh, I think that differs for everybody because 
only you can know what you enjoy doing. Um, what, what I would do actually is uh, I would create a website for uh, stock music because I, I make a lot of videos and always the hardest part is finding the right music for the tone of the video or the scene. This is one of the main challenges uh, people who make videos uh, have. They spend three to four hours sometimes to find the right track for a, for a scene. So what I would do is I, I, I would create um, a website that has uh, stock, stock music for, for videos that I, I enjoy. And I would call it something like, uh, you know, chill background beats or <laughs> something like that. And I would make chill background beats that go, with, go, go well with uh, storytelling videos, with vlogs, with uh, social media content, with stuff like that. And I would make it a, um, a membership site, maybe $10 a month or something like that. And you have access to the, to the entire library because this way you would have many, many people would sign up for the, for the membership just to create social media videos or to create YouTube videos or to have music for commercials or stuff like that. And uh, this is something that would make me happy as a, as a musician. Well, I think it would, and it would, it would also bring money in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, and that brings me to another question, which is like, how would you deal with like the, the, the slow growth process? You know what I mean? Because I've been, I've been like doing business with a partner and like, we have like a startup together, but we've been struggling with that. Like we put up a, an awesome product. We've been investing in marketing and stuff like that, but like the growth is very slow. So how do you deal like with situations like that where you you watch the numbers and you're like okay let's put more money in to do like some marketing and like oh two users more okay let's put more money in like three users more and like how how did you deal in the beginning with that process of like watching things slow and like how to deal with like time weight and stuff like that you know what i mean okay yeah i understand um i always viewed online success as something that you earn and uh, I knew that in the beginning so a few a few years ago YouTube was a meritocracy meaning if you had good content you would eventually get the views and the subscribers and that that was uh, that was the only thing I needed to know I needed to know that I just need to do it long enough for my content to become good and then it will be appreciated and then people are going to watch it. And actually in my first year of doing YouTube videos, I only had around 600 subscribers at the end of, at the, end of the first year. At the end of the second year, I had about 10,000. And only in the third year, I, I surpassed 100,000 subscribers. So um, you deal with the slow rate of growth by realizing that it's normal. Here's, here's something that I strongly believe in. I strongly believe that all our results are perfect. Meaning, we get exactly what we uh, put into it. For example, if you get in a car accident because you forgot to change your tires, then <laughs> that was a perfect result because you forgot to, to, to change the tires and it was, only, it was inevitable. And it's the same with... Uh, 
you know, business success, with health, with relationships, we always get what we deserve uh, eventually. So my philosophy is that if we, if we do not currently get the business results that we want, it means that we don't deserve them yet and we have to put more work into it. And uh, my opinion is that marketing is not always the right solution, like you said, to, to put more money into it so, so you attract more, more, more people because what you can do is you can put a lot of money into a Facebook page or a, or a YouTube account and you can get a lot of subscribers and you can get a lot of likes, but you may not deserve that audience yet because you do not already have the, the skills of a content creator that has such a large audience. You may not know how to present yourself on social media. So you may have a big audience that eventually leaves you because you do not have the, the skills yet. It's like, it's like people who earn the lottery, they have money, but they are not rich. Because rich is a mindset. Uh, I, I remember Jim Rohn, one of my favorite motivational speakers, said that uh, if someone gives you a million dollars, you'd better become a millionaire so, so you can keep the money. Because otherwise you're just a people, you're just a guy that is in the habit of spending a lot of money that has a lot of, a lot of money. He doesn't have the habits, he doesn't have the, uh, the, the mental state of a rich person in order to to uh, keep that money. And I think it's the same with, with an audience or with a customer base. You need to deserve to have a large customer base, a lot of followers, a lot of subscribers, a lot of sales. It, it, it takes time to, to um, change your self-image, to transform yourself into the person that uh, deserves to have those results. Yeah, man, that's, that's really, really nice to hear. Also brought me like another question, which is um, in terms of um, criticism, because when we talk about like YouTube and like, you know, exposing yourself in that way, uh, I, I consider myself being like reserved, but I'm not shy at all. But, you know, I feel myself like being reserved. I don't feel like sharing too much and putting a, a camera right in front of me and like talking is like, you know, like exposing myself a lot. Even though I think I I would like be able to do it, I feel like the the amount of criticism um, that comes from it or that can come from it kind of like you know keeps me like my comfort zone. Like I don't know, I'm fine. Um, I associate that kind of stuff like to pain. You know what I mean? Like you do a lot of research for the video, or like you do whatever. You have great content. And then you let it slip a little bit and people are like, you are totally wrong. Where did you read that? Or like, that's bullshit, whatever. For example, I read a comment on your um, YouTube channel that the guy was like, what, uh, when, you, when you did the video for the Greek God, the guy was like, what is he talking about? He thinks he's, he's a Greek God, the LOL, you know what I mean? Like, do you still get a lot of criticism from like big guys or like, I don't know. I was just like curious to know how, how would you deal with that if you had to do it like all over again? I, I still am self-conscious about cr criticism because criticism is actually um, useful because it points out that you may be doing something wrong. Now, I do not think that you can have the absolute truth in any field because science is always evolving 
what was right six years ago may not be right today. And uh, the world is changing, perspectives are changing. And um, I, I don't think that it's always clear who is wrong and who is right. Now, with that said, what I do is I always strive to, to truly believe that I am right based on the current evidence or based on the, the more credible people in the industry. And then I share that information. And sometimes a year after I have posted a video or written an article, I may find out that I was wrong. Well, in that case, what I, what I go and do is I, I go and uh, unpublish the video or the post. And I've actually done that five or six times. You need to be, to be careful. Uh, don't always dismiss um, comments that criticize your content, but ask yourself if uh, the person is right or not. And this is what I do. This is how I've, I've dealt with, uh, with the criticism. And um, in terms of my physique, uh, for example, you said that people say, hey, uh, this guy thinks that he, he's a Greek god. I, I totally agree. I think um, I'm not as muscular as, as muscular as many other people in the gym that, that don't, don't even create content about fitness. I'm not as muscular as many other fitness YouTubers. But that's fine because I appeal to a different audience and uh, I know that I'm doing something right when the people that I admire in the, in, in the fitness world, the people that I watch and I read, they watch my content and they approve of it. Because it, it, really, it really matters who, who writes the comments. But, you know, everybody is afraid of, of criticism in the beginning. And what I did to, to minimize it is I really didn't know how to speak to the, to, to the camera. I didn't know how to uh, present myself online. And uh, to avoid a part of the, pro uh, of the problem, I, uh, I wrote my videos in advance and I would speak to the camera only the words that I have written down before in order to, to have the information presented as clearly as possible, to not make uh, mistakes from uh, uh, not being able to, to recall certain pieces of information. And uh, this is a... A technique that helped me a lot to avoid criticism awesome um, sounds good and um, I don't know how much time we have left but I would I would have like another question nowadays like you, you use YouTube as your main like you know tool and I think about like doing that too but the only thing that you know I, I'm not sure about is like is this exposure thing um because for example now i know who your girlfriend is um i know which car you drive i know you know like and that kind of scares me because i'm not the entire person I'm like dude if i start like creating content on youtube like people are gonna know about me and like they're gonna be judging me all the time and stuff like that and how did you get to that point where like you know what i don't care i'm going to share it and if people judge me i don't care um, that's something that I'm very like curious about because <laughs> I struggle a lot with that. <laughs> yeah, but do you do you want that? Do you want to be an online content creator or influencer or however you want to call it? Based on what you said, I, I don't think I I want it enough because if I if I wanted it enough, I wouldn't care about like this side effect, right? That's what you're trying to say. No, I, I was just uh, I was just saying that. 
if you do not want it, if you do not feel comfortable in that position, maybe it's something that you shouldn't do. Because not everybody needs to be the person that um, creates the content and interacts with people. You can be more comfortable in a, uh, a supporting role. For example, imagine that instead of being the person that runs a company, you are working from behind the scenes and you are creating the music for the ad campaigns that, uh, you know, are popular all over the world. For example, you created the McDonald's tune, you know, or you know, you, you created the, the jingle for I don't know what, what company. You can take your satisfaction and success from that. You don't necessarily have to be the person that uh, is the face of it all. Because uh, this is a lesson I've learned. I always assumed that I would be um, really, I would really love to be the manager or the CEO of my own company. And uh, CEO, a lot of people use CEO these days and all they have is a website or whatever. Uh, but I, I wasn't really comfortable in the manager position because I, I just wanted to be the content creator that does things whenever he wants and answers some emails and reads stuff when he wants and doesn't, I, I, don't, I don't have to deal with uh, all the problems uh, and uh, coordinate everybody and make sure that they're doing the job uh, properly and, and uh, all that. But this is what I thought I wanted a few years ago. And uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting because what you think you want may actually be um, something that when you get, you realize that you don't you don't actually enjoy. So you know, I think that the only way you can learn if uh, that's the case is to actually do that. So try you know try making a few YouTube videos. Try uh, creating some content for Instagram or for. For Facebook and see how you feel but if it if it feels uncomfortable if it doesn't make you excited it's probably something that you shouldn't do and you should think about how you could um, use your skills in some other way one that really makes you excited and, and happy about your work makes total sense man yes that's a really good point <laughs> Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this a lot when he says self-awareness. He says, hey, realize what your, what your skills are. Realize, uh, he says that in this day, the, the narrative is that everybody needs to be the owner of their own company and uh, they are uh, an influencer on, on social media. This is something that everybody wants. But not everybody is not everybody would be uh, happiest in that position. For example, many people would much rather work behind the scenes and make sure that things are well organized in the, in the company, uh, make sure that uh, people are doing the job properly, make sure that people are trained properly, make sure that the products are packaged properly. And uh, this is something that it's neglected in our social media world because we we all want to be you know the face we all want to be the uh, the the symbol but this is some this is what we think we want because like you said maybe if if right now you had uh, an audience of a million people you would feel way too much pressure you would feel oh my god i need to 
post my updates and uh, I need people, people will expect content from me, but today I just want to stay in my pajamas and, and play video games. And uh, that is when you realize that, hey, I actually may not, want, may not want what I thought I wanted. Got it. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I totally understand why are you saying. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. You're welcome, Thiago. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope that you got some value out of it. And um, share, it, share it with your friends if you want. And, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Eladio. Have a, have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.